0: What's up, it's me, Adrian V, the Go-Getter, and I wanna welcome you to the G-Code Podcast. You see, this is a place you go to to get the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. There's always a story to be told and everything that glitter ain't gold. So understand this, there is no need for the cheat code when you got the G-Code. So get your notebooks and pens ready. It's time for us to get into it. Welcome to the (laughs) G-Code
1: You are now listening to the G-Code with Adri V.
0: Hey my go-getters it's me Adri V and welcome to another episode of the G-Code where I give you the pretty, the ugly and the grind to success because every story has yet to be told and everything that glitter ain't gold so there's no need for the cheat code when you have the G-Code and I'm excited and I'm honored to be able to have this lady come to the mic because what she doesn't know I speak about her regularly as a voice that I heard on the radio which inspired me to want to on the radio um, as a girl being 16 years old starting my career interning at um, my station that I now work at Power 93.7 WBLK. she was one of the personalities that I idolize and it starts from having the Alexis Williams and the Terry Davises and the Kendra G's and of course at the mic I have the one and only the beautiful the one who gives you this bright smile and of course this swag voice that comes with it I'm talking about Miss Shay Moore Shay thank Thank you for being on my podcast.
1: Adri, I'm so excited to be a part of your podcast. I've been watching your career over the years, and I am super proud of what you're doing. You know, you, you, you really have a goal in mind, and you stick with it, so...
0: I'm, I'm trying cool, girl. thank you I'm trying you know because you know I tell people all the time it takes a village and although some of your your village people may not even know that they're teachers you know what I mean you know we we watch and we study you guys and just like, okay this is what she said to do this is what she's doing by example and this is how we need to roll with it so um you know for those who didn't grow up in Buffalo like me um and able to tap into the podcast you know please share with them who is Shay Moore
1: I'm a child of God. Mm. That's First and foremost, everything else that I've ever been given has been because God said I needed it. So I'm very aware of that. I've been able to have this career for all of these years just because God said he wants me to be doing it. And so it gets hard sometimes, Um, just with anything, it's a job still. So there are things that come with it that sometimes are discouraging, sometimes I want to just give it up, but, you know, I've been placed here for a reason, and it's to uh, speak to people, common people, people who I didn't hear on the radio growing up. You know, everybody was super polished on the radio when I used to listen as a little girl. Everybody seemed as though they were rich, had money, and they knew the right things to say, and when to say them and i've never been that person i grew up with a terrible stutter as a kid so i really didn't say a lot as a young person because whenever i did say something people would laugh at me because of the stutter so it actually caused me to be very introverted i read a lot that's what i did to escape you know a childhood that wasn't necessarily the best but um yeah,
0: that's that's who I am. Mm, I, I love it. And it's a, it's a real it's a it's a testament to where you are today because, you know, I would have never knew you stut you, you stuttered, you know, because of how eloquent you are and polished. You are, you know, polished that you are now as a radio personality. Um, And so, like you said, you know, God gave you this gift. He he put you in such a place. But why did you think radio was it? You know, I remember me and you having a conversation and he was like, so what do you want to do? Right. And he was like, you can do that anyway. You could do that anywhere. And if speaking is that, you know, something that is a vehicle for you to be able to share a message that God gave you. Why do you think radio was that particular um, vehicle, that Lexus or that particular brand that he wanted you to jump into?
1: I just think he put me on this microphone because, one, I really don't care about it. That's the first thing. Like, I'm not doing it because I want people to know me or recognize me in the street. And people actually do recognize me and people actually do know me. But that does not move me in any way. I do not care anything about that. And because of that, people feel like I'm approachable and they can get to know me. So... I'm here to let other little girls who may have been raised in broken homes like I was, you know, both of my parents had substance abuse problems. I mean, I was, uh, we were evicted a lot. I moved 25 times by the time I was 18 years old. So there was a lot of issues that were going on in my everyday life. And so God kind of has just elevated me to this place to go back to schools and go back to other young people and let them know you can come from the worst environments in the world and you can hang with kings and queens and you can hang around celebrities and you can get a chance to meet this one and that one and it you and you can still be you, you can still talk the way you normally talk. You can still dress the way you normally dress. You can still act the way that you normally act and it will be okay. Mm
0: and you know what I love like you said that approachability and relatability that's key and I think so many people don't understand that and so you know when it comes to like the pretty the ugly and the grind that's that's like the focus because I think so many times when it comes to social media and this is like what our our younger generation even my generation has grew up on it's the highlight reel right and so the pretty is I get a chance to see you doing interviews with dope celebrities you know you got this great boarding show you on and, and your your partner your co-defendee you guys are clowning, making people laugh, and we see that pretty, right? And can you expand upon, you know, those experiences that you feel really you were able to be in position and be relatable to people and really being able to get different conversations out of them that may have been different than, you know, other folks who's not as relatable, especially when it comes to the celebrities.
1: When the celebrities walk into this building, it is just like a janitor walked in the building, or somebody from DoorDash walked in the building. I don't treat anybody any differently. I do not be like, oh my God, I love you so much. No, I don't act like that. I'm very welcoming. We had Master P in here one time, and it was one of fun- the funniest interviews that we've ever done. He walked in. I'm looking at him like, hey, and I sat, hit my hand on the, on the seat, told him, sit down. What you doing, boy? You know, I'm talking to him like I would talk to anybody Right. because they are normal human beings. He just got more money than me. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> difference between me and anybody else. Right. And I think that people enjoy just having conversations. The person who comes in, they're not feeling weird because I've made it into this moment like, you know, I'm standing out, you know what I'm saying? And then the listener is like, girl, you are crazy. How you gonna talk to Master P like that? I'm like, what do I, mean? I wasn't disrespectful. He's just a regular dude. I'm gonna talk to him like anybody else when I meet them. You know, I want them to feel at ease. I want to be able to have a real conversation with them so that they can be authentic. If I'm standing out, they're not gonna be authentic. They're not gonna feel comfortable just saying what they really mean about something. So that's really the space that I've gotten to since being here in Kansas City. A a major portion of my career I was not as confident in myself as I am now. Mm. This is the most me that is on the radio. Before I did radio, like how I thought radio should sound. That's good. I was imitating other people that I saw it through radio. Like all the women had their sexy mouth voice. Yeah. Girl. You know, that kind of approach. Yes. And so it was like, wait a minute, I don't talk like that. So when I'm on the radio, I sound just like I sound now. And when I listen to my tapes in the past, I was presenting. Mm -hmm. And that's old school. Nobody wants to be presented to anymore. They want to be talked to. And so if I laugh out loud, I laugh out loud on the radio now. And before, I never used to do that. I would laugh, but it wasn't like how I really laugh if I find something funny. And if I don't find something funny, I do not laugh. So it's like, okay, I'm more authentic with my feelings, and I think that it has resonated with the audience here. When I took over the show, we were number 15, and we just hit number one last month.
0: Congratulations. So
1: then. Thank you. And this is really exciting because we're only 13% black in the city. Mm. So we have to reach everyone in order to get those numbers. And um, I think we've done an awesome job with just being ourselves and being authentic. And if men, if we don't agree on something, I'm not trying to, you know, act like I agree just for the radio's sake. I'm going to tell them straight up. No, that doesn't sound right. And I'm going to say what I really mean, And so this has been like the best Mm. that I feel like I've ever been on the radio. And I've been in some bigger markets and bigger situations. But this is the most me I've ever been.
0: You know, I can appreciate that (laughs) because I think you were one of the people who told me, listen, you just got to be yourself. Because I remember even having a PD hand me a tape. (laughs) It told me, sound more like this person. And I remember it broke my little heart uh, because I'm like, I don't... My voice is not even like that. I got a deep little raspy voice. So I don't even know how to sound like this little tree woman that's speaking on this side of the tape so I can relate to that I appreciate that because it really just took me back to that time in office and going home crying like oh my god I don't know if this career is for me but you know as you talked about this being your most self and all the places you've been you know can we exp- you know, expand upon that just a little bit to talk about when did you get your start in radio you know for some people they you know or just started interning some people went to school like what was Shea Moore journey like to get into the game
1: I started as an intern. Um, I attended Johnson C. Smith University in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there was a woman named Sheila Stewart, uh, God bless the dead. She came to my communications class, and she was the news director of the local radio station Power 98, which is a hip-hop station um, in Charlotte. And so this is how long ago it was. She gave everybody her beeper number.
2: And so
1: I beat her (laughs) to be able to come and and talk with her about this internship. And so I got hired on to be an internship with Sheila Stewart. And so my whole thing was that I wanted everybody in that building to know me. Mm. So though I was her intern, whenever I wasn't doing something for her, I was walking around and talking to the other two radio stations that were in the building. And I was moving around and asking anyone, do you need any help with anything? Can I help you with something? You know, I was walking around smiling and just being happy. I looked at it as an opportunity and not an internship. Mm -hmm. And for me, I needed them to hire me after the internship was over. And so Sheila advocated on my behalf. She went to Andre Carson who was the program director of the station at the time and told him, we can't let this girl go. We need to hire her. And so they hired me on After my internship was over, so I began working in the news department of Power 98, and that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to do radio news. I had no idea about being a personality or anything. Like I told you, I was not really even comfortable in my voice because of the stutter that I had had. I conquered the stutter, but I wasn't comfortable in my voice. People have always said I had a nice voice, but I wasn't comfortable in my voice That me like my soul mm-hmm. not how it sounds so um someone quit on the sister station v101.9 which was an urban ac station they played lupa vandross and anita baker all day on that station and though i know that music that's more like my mother's music that wasn't
2: my right. music
1: like my music would have been jodeci and total and all of those people and so um a girl unexpectedly quit, and they needed somebody to work at weekend at V-101.9. And so everybody's looking around, it was like, well, what about her? And so I kind of got roped into it. You know, I was actually very scared and nervous, but I'm the type who's never going to show that I'm up- scared or upset about anything. I'm going to act like I'm with it. I'm going to fake it till I make it. And so I kind of just started listening to that station because, you know, I was used to hip-hop. So I went and listened to the station, and there was a lady on there, and I got on there and just sounded like her. So I understand when people tell you to sound like someone else, because sometimes you can do that until you get comfortable. Right. You know what I mean? Imitating someone else until you get a grasp. Of what you're actually supposed to be doing. Because I had no idea about what I was supposed to be doing. (laughs) Period. Nobody trained me. And the way I looked, I looked like I was ready and I was good. When inside, I didn't know what the heck. Like, how am I supposed to do this? They came and showed me how to do the board. And I worked that Saturday. It was like two days later. I was on the radio. And so um, I really took that opportunity for what it was worth. And I listened to the lady named Artie, the one woman party. And that's why I patterned myself after on the radio. And when I was on power 98, I sounded like Sheila Stewart. (laughs) So It was like, you know, I faked it until I made it. And maybe two years later is when I got the the opportunity to move to Buffalo and do middays in Buffalo. And one of the folks who helped me get to that stage in Buffalo was a man named DC and he's the operations manager over stations in Philly right now and um, he was the music director at the station in Charlotte at the time and he would call me every Sunday and critique my show. Mm. Every Sunday. And I was so happy that he took the time to try to pour into me and ever since I've tried to do the same thing for the next generation but even here at the station I'm at here there was a young lady I tried to do that with and she felt like I was trying to be uh, critical of her and so she didn't receive it so the same thing that was done to me I was trying to give to someone else they didn't receive it so you know I had to draw back Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it is, and sometimes people are not ready to hear you know constructive um, criticism and so that was fine so I, I fell back but DC would call me every Sunday and help me and so he went to college with Skip Dillard who was the program director of BLK at the time
2: Yeah, and to skip. he told
1: me about mm-hmm, they went to college together at A&T and he said you know my friend is looking for someone to do middays. And so um, I set my tape up to Skit, and he called me and, and set up an interview for me. They flew me up to Buffalo, and before I left, I talked to Artie, the one-woman party, did the night show on Power 98, one of the only females during that time that had a night show, and she was number one for years. And I wouldn't talk to Artie. I said, Artie, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't even know (laughs) what I'm supposed to be saying. (laughs) What is going to happen here? She says, when they pick you up from the airport, start looking around. Mm. Look at some streets that's heavily populated. Remember those streets. And when you get on that mic, give a shout out to some of them places. She said, that's going to make it sound like you already in the city. So he picked me up. He drove me past Delaware Park. When I got on that audition, I said, shout out to the guys playing basketball in Delaware
0: Park. Yeah, you was tuned in. Yeah, how
1: the hell you know? <laughs> <laughs> I do know about Delaware yeah, Park. Yeah, you
0: was tapped in early. <laughs> and
1: then they had a liner about a show that was going on in Hands And I pronounced Hands right. He
2: was like, how do you know
1: how to... I was like, God just told me that it's my ass. I don't know how I knew because it doesn't even look like that. It's still weird. Right. So It is. Um. once I finished the audition, he offered me the job.
2: Wow.
1: And so the next thing I knew, shoot, I was moving up to Buffalo. And it was hard because I was in a relationship with a dude. We had been together for seven years. We lived together. And so I had to leave my
0: man <laughs> my man uh uh exactly I can't leave him can he come too <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to come he likes his job right.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> so we said I signed a two year contract with, with, with Buffalo and he said you know we can make it those two years it wouldn't be that bad but you know subsequently we
2: broke up (laughs) Yeah.
1: but yeah that was uh my first full-time job was in buffalo and then i was there for three years um we got a new program director and he wanted to bring people in from his station so when my contract was up he let me go which was probably one of the best things that ever happened
0: i feel like everybody who leaves buffalo says that (laughs)
1: I feel like everybody who leaves... Because I could have stayed there. I I could have stayed at that radio station until the end of time. Because the people liked me. Mm -hmm. Um, The numbers were good. Um, And I could have stayed there. But I think that there... For me, God has to push me into uncomfortability a lot of the time. Yes. He has to shake me out of my routine. Because I can routine up. Like, I can... Phone stuff in, and what I phone in is still good. So it's like, you know, after a while, I can get into that pattern of phoning things in, and that's what I'm aware of. This is why I stay on top of that uh, within myself.
2: Yes, you know, I'm and guilty I'm like, of okay, that. Okay,
1: I can't allow myself to get comfortable and to become stagnant. You know, and that can happen with radio personalities because. You know you think that you're still putting in work but really you're not you have just outplayed outstayed outlasted so people just listen to you because okay Shayon, on and that's my girl yep. but you're not even really still putting nothing out that would attract new people to want to be interested in what you're doing And so being here in Kansas City these last four years, I'm very aware of that. And when I walk into this studio every day, I'm not phoning anything in. I'm still trying to make people hilariously laugh in their cars. I'm still trying to provide people with information that they're not going to get from another source. Because we're in an information age. Yes,
0: we are. And people
1: ask all the time "Do is radio necessary? Yes, radio is necessary. But it's going to be us as personalities that are going to have to be able to think outside the box. Because there's information everywhere. Nobody has to turn the radio on because they can go on up themselves and find out what's going on. Sure can. They can go to ABC News themselves and find out what's going on. But what we can do is bring it from a perspective that's either introspective for the person listening or funny for the person listening. Come on. And if... I, I don't believe in just getting little giggles, saying something that's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not good enough. Right. We need people about to wreck their cars when we're doing <laughs> things.
2: Right, right.
1: That's where it has to be if we're going to stay viable as an industry. Yes. Just sounding good is not enough. Just having celebrities is not enough. Just talking about what the hottest news is is not enough. You've got to be able to really infuse yourself into the product. So people are now buying into you and not necessarily what you're talking about. Come
0: on, Shay, you dropping, you dropping multiple gems. I don't even know if we're going to have gems left for you to speak on because I'm like (laughs) taking notes like, oh my god, yes, come on. You know, some of these gems I know and I'm just like, ooh, reminder. Nope, yep, noted that. Oh, there we go. All you future radio personalities, I hope you guys have notes. I'm going to have to note this in the notes Um, (laughs) because everything you said is true and especially with this digital era to where now, you know, we're heavy pushing of the apps and some vehicles now I just read um, a Tesla is no longer having an AM FM dial and you're able to download the app so a lot of stations of course and companies are really pushing the digital platform so that we can stay within the runnings um, in a pushing like you said it's necessary because we're giving the community content the content that is relatable to the different places that we're in and of course being able to deliver it and having personality and I feel like that's missing a lot now Um, and I could go on and on with that that piece as I've been someone who like grew up with some OGs and watching you guys uh, maneuver and coming from such an authentic place when radio had no digital imprint Um, everything like you said was um, I remember interning and having to take down the emails of the people when they were calling and you know that was the social media Exactly. that was the social media but you know I love the growth that you you know you talk about and you share about and being able to look at it in such an evolving way because if you don't evolve you dissolve but let's kind of get into a place and I think so many times um, people don't notice because you're able to get on this air and we portray such an image and such an energy that someone even know that between breaks <laughs> I might be in tears because I've been there and so you know let's talk about the ugly um, in this process and i remember once upon a time you stepped away for a while from radio um and really just deciding and figure out what direction you wanted to go i know you got into voice voiceover you went back to school you know let's talk about that place of where you you stepped away why you stepped away and just really being able to re i say recalibrate and refocus and refine the love of this thing that god gave you
1: well i've been fired three times in radio come on talk about the reality that's what it is when i got fired in buffalo Um, I wound up going to a station in Wichita, Kansas for three months. I got hired to be the APD and do afternoons at that radio station. And um, it's actually, ironically, the same station that owns the station that I'm on now. (laughs) So um, uh, just three months in, I wound up getting a a call from a station in Dallas, Texas. And when I was out of work between Buffalo and Wichita, I was out of the business for 16 months, and I had been uh, sending my air check out to every radio station. Like, I, I started with a list. I said I wanted to do top 50 radio, and so I wrote down every single market in each of those 50 cities then i wrote down every radio station that was hip-hop and r&b Then i wrote down every decision maker at that radio station from program director operations manager sales manager i wrote down the email address and phone numbers for each and every last one of those people and every day i would make contact with somebody in each of those markets Mm. and so if you have yourself a targeted plan like that it will be easy to make connections with people because like I told you, I, was, I grew up in a situation where I did not have any connections with anybody. I did not know anybody to get me in, into anything. Um, nobody in my family knew anybody. Um, I didn't come from the right era or, or anything. So I had to to, to to get it out on my own. So during those 16 months of me being out of work, I made contact with just about everybody you could imagine. I got an opportunity uh, to audition at a station in Savannah, Georgia, E93. They offered me the job, but for some reason, when I walked in the studio, I was like, this ain't it. I don't know why. Mm. I just didn't feel comfortable <laughs> in the studio. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to be able to be here. And so I prayed about it, and I said, God, you know, if this is for you. So we talked about the money, and... um I was okay with the money, but they didn't want to pay to put me up in a hotel until I found an apartment. They was like, they can put me up in a hotel for a week. And I said, well, what happens if I don't get to the apartment in a week? I'm going to sleep in the birthright? Right. room? They was like, well, that's up to you. I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to do it. But they actually offered me more money on my salary. But for some reason, they wouldn't give me money for the hotel, which was strange. And so I just took that as a sign from God that this wasn't the opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. I said, because he would not have me move all the way car down south like that and not be able to be comfortable if there's something in that it's not for me so I turned it down everybody in my family was tripping how you turning down jobs? right (laughs) and I'm like hey you know I've always set my life up so if something does go bad I'm good like I don't carry a whole bunch of debt Uh, my car was paid off you know my whole thing was I would go work part time like for Fort temp agency for a week or two, get enough money to pay my insurance and to have food money. And you know, I call it low power. I could live low power for a long time. So um, so the opportunity happened uh, for Wichita, moved there. And then one of the guys that I had been in uh, reaching out to in Dallas, hit me up and he had an opportunity for me so I went from market 200 and something to market number five in one sale swoop Hmm. and um, it was exciting for me because that had been my dream to do top 10 radio and so when I got to Dallas I learned something very valuable As a woman and as a person that it does not matter how big the situation is, how big the city, the top 10 market, because all the same people who were doing the show, they sound just like me. Nobody sounded way better than me. Nobody was superior to what I was doing. So it was like, okay, I'll get in anywhere. I had all this mystique built up mm. about this top 10 market, and I learned then it's better to be a pimp in your own line. Come on. That's the reference to 8-Ball and MJG. But it's like, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's better to be a big deal in a smaller situation, you know, versus being, you know, a deal in a big situation, you know, So, um, I was in Dallas for five years, and things actually were very well for me. I wound up getting a promotion three years in. I became the program director of that radio station, and I was doing middays. So, um, I actually uh, achieved a lot of the goals that I had set for myself in radio. And then, the the recession happened, and they wound up firing me. They let me go. Mm. And so... um, after that happened, I moved to Atlanta and I started working at v 103 in Atlanta. And so that was really just... I really didn't even think that I was going to do that. At that point, I was uh, working for a company called Funimation in Dallas. They make um, Dragon Ball Z and other anime cartoons. And so I had been doing some cartoon work with this company, so... That's why I really wasn't beat when I got fired from the station because I was doing still had another that.
0: bag, yeah.
1: Exactly. So I really wasn't worried about it and then the program director of e One oh three called me. He was actually the first person that called me when I got let go. And he was like, you know, come on out here, I'm looking for an APD. And so I went out there, we interviewed, he said he really liked me, but he didn't have the money in the budget. And so he wanted to call me I got let go in July, so he wanted to call me around November again. I was like, look, um, during the holidays, uh, you know, I'm gonna need some help or whatever. Uh, do you think you wanna come and just work a little bit, you know, for the holidays? And I was like, eh, I guess so. My mother live in Atlanta. So I was like, I'll just stay with my mother and I'll come. I kept my apartment in Dallas and I just drove to Atlanta and I worked during the holidays. And so after it was over, he was like, well, why don't you just stay? You know what I'm saying? We working and trying to figure out, you know, I don't have the money still right now, but, you know, I can pay you for jocking or do whatever, whatever. And so I wind up uh, saying, okay. So I went and closed up my apartment in, in Dallas and I moved to Atlanta. And so I worked at V103 for uh, almost two years. And then he called me on the phone one Sunday and... <laughs>
0: fired me on my day off like Friday <laughs> <laughs> on my day off what you were still in boxes <laughs> I was at lunch with my friends wow. and when I got off the
1: phone and said I just got fired everybody started laughing they thought I was trying to be funny because
0: you play because so nobody much nobody had
1: ever heard of Eddie would be fired over the
0: phone on a Sunday that is crazy <laughs> but it's like Shay like in, in, in this these few stories right you know I I, I've been fired before, not from radio, and I'm sure you know, God forbid, but it it will come with the territory as you grow, right? Um, You know, how do you bounce back from that? Because for me, I always it it took a it takes a hit to your ego, to like confidence. You know, how were you able to have a mental recovery and your bounce back from these?
1: I've always been very sure of myself for some reason. (laughs) Radio thing, I'm like. It wasn't me. I'm like I'm good, yeah. and because I've always had the numbers to support it, I've never took this on personally. Yes, okay. And I think part of the problem is that people wrap their identity around the radio station, mm. so they'll make their radio their their screen name, Shay Moore, B103 Personality, <laughs> whatever. No. I'm not ever going to wrap myself around never. anybody else's anything because you can come in here and change your mind. Yes. As a matter of fact, people have changed their minds about me sometimes, but I've never changed my mind about myself.
0: Oh, that's a so good one. It's
1: like you can change your mind and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Because I am not like in my mind, I'm not even a radio personality. Yes. I do radio but I'm not a radio personality. And in times where I wasn't working in radio, I was an administrative, I worked as an administrative assistant, but I was not an administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. So your work is not who you are. But if you wrap yourself in, you know, people being excited to see you because you work at Hot 103 Jams or V103, then when they snatch it from you, you on the suicide list. So being fired early in Buffalo made me separate who I am away from what I do. Mm. And I would encourage everybody to do this is how Bobby Brown and all the rest of the people get on coke, because it's like once you are known and you feel like you're a star because of something, and then when it wanes, your value goes down. yeah. But my value can never go down. I don't care if I go work at Bank of America right now as a teller. I'm still me. I'm going to still be the same me that I am. And radio can never make me and radio can never break me.
0: Come on, Shay. Come on, preacher. You is preaching. I'm, I'm literally over here. Got about 1,400 notes. Like, ooh, this is a good gem. Because you, you gotta do it It's if the truth If you're wrapping
1: yourself Around their station They will disappoint you Every trip
0: Every Every they time They will
1: hurt your feelings Every trip
0: Every trip You
1: know what I'm saying And so, so You have to Be sure Of who you are Separate
0: from this. Yes, and so, like, even you know, with you having gone through this ugly, it's just like, like you said, those aspects um, of l- them changing their mind about you, and you never changing your mind about yourself. You know, has now positioned you to where you are today. And so, you know, let's speak to the grind because now, like you you shared earlier, you are your most self. Like you, you are able to be you, or organically, authentically, and un unapologetically. and so you know where you are now let's speak about that grind because you waking up sis about 4 o'clock 5 o'clock in the morning um, and you being to sleep real early because you got to do this awesome morning show so let's speak about what that grind is now because it is clear that these things has prepared you for a time such as this well I wake up at 3.45 oh I'm sorry my bad I, probably, I was off I probably get about 5 hours of sleep a day if that <laughs>
1: And so when I took this opportunity here in Kansas City, and I really didn't think that I was going to move here, I had to literally look on the map to see where it was, because (laughs) this was not anywhere on my radar. I did not apply for this job, but the crazy part about it is I've never applied for any of the radio stations that I've ever worked for. Mm. I've always had somebody hit me up, like, here, this opportunity is going on. Um. Let's talk about it. And then that's how it's. Everything I've applied for, I've never gotten.
2: <laughs> so <Wow. laughs>
1: I don't know what that's about, but that's just the way that my trajectory has been. And things that I thought that I should have gotten, I didn't get. And then the things that I wasn't expecting, here they came. But um, coming here to Kansas City, um, I was teaching Atlanta, at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I was doing voiceover work. I had been in um, a video game, the Walking Dead video game. Um, I was doing a lot of voiceover work and I wanted to be done with radio just because I said, you know, I've lost a lot of relationships um, behind radio because the men are not going to move with you when Mm. you have to move, although women will move with men when they get jobs out of different, you know, out of state or whatever. So um, I had gotten to the point where I was like, shoot, I'm going to start having kids or doing something. Right. So uh, that's when I went back and got my master's degree because I was planning on just getting a regular job. Well, I couldn't get a regular job. And then all the regular jobs that I interviewed for, they weren't paying enough money for me to live. I was like, I can't live off that. Right. <laughs> oh, shoot. I do I drive a Lexus, right? I can't, I can't pay my notes. So um, when the the Kansas City opportunity came and I did decide to take it, I said to myself, I'm not going to sleep for the first two years.
2: Mm. And
1: I did not. I was at every opening of everything because when you're new in a city and a lot of times when you're coming from a bigger city into a smaller city, many times people feel like you're judging them or you think you're better than them. Oh, you're from New York think you better. You, you think we country. And so it was my work to make sure that I let people know, nah, I'm happy to be here. This is where I am. This is where my opportunity is. And this is where I want to be. So I don't care what was going on. Shay Moore was showing up. Right. I was three, four events a day, meeting people, uh, showing up, speaking at schools, At concerts, any opportunity I got a chance to get on the microphone, I did it. And so the first two years, I literally just grinded to no end, and it showed up in results on the radio with the ratings. And, you know, they had never had a number one morning show in the 70 years of this radio station being in existence. They've never had a number one morning show. So we did something that was history here. And I'm I'm very proud of that. You know, this is the oldest Black-owned radio station in the country, and it's still owned by one family. When the Telecommunications Act was passed in 1996, a lot of people got out of the radio game because the big companies bought out all of these small mom and pops, and they refused to sell. So I'm very grateful for the Carter family because a lot of radio stations don't even have local morning shows anymore. So I'm allowed to get up here every day and talk to the same people that I live, work and play around. Mm. You know, when I'm in the supermarket, people like, hey, Shay. Right. You know, it's, (laughs) it's straight up like that. There is no separation. If I'm in these or a soulful place eating breakfast, what up, girl? How you doing? What up, girl? You know, it's, it's right there. When I'm in the nail shop, when I'm getting my hair done, I'm here with the people. I and that. I love that. I love being able to be in the nail shop and the lady's talking about something, I hear it and then I can bring it to the radio.
2: Mm. You know what I'm
1: saying? If it's a topic that they're talking about, whatever it is, like I'm not removed from the situation. I think that that's what happens when people become so big that you're now far removed and you're talking about your Bentley now and you're talking about hanging out at Diddy House and all this other stuff and I'm sure that's cool, but you lose some of the common touch when you get like that.
0: Yes, and that is, I think that is very, um, that's just engraved in your heart you know like you said before when you got here you landed you was given the tips to make sure you paid attention to your surroundings and being able to really dive into the community and you know that for you has also played such a strong suit in your development in your growth and really understanding that connection is important really speaks to just who you are as a person and so what what I love most too is that although you were no longer here in Buffalo you came back for years to do the girl event which was very you know an event that girls look to every year you would make sure you invited me out and the rest of the community and you didn't have to come back here to do this but you did and it's not like it's your hometown but you made it one of your hometowns and you know I'm
1: very grateful to Buffalo yes very 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 grateful to Buffalo because I feel like the people took a chance on me and when I listen back to my tape. I wasn't as good as I thought I was, (laughs) so it's like, you know, I really thought that I was good. (laughs) And when I listen back to my tape, I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? Why are you talking so long? What is going on in your mind? But the people of Buffalo accepted me and they turned me from a girl fresh out of college into a woman. You know what I'm saying? And so I've always been grateful to Buffalo for that reason. And so when I had the opportunity to come back and get back, I did that. And that event that I did every year, I paid for that out of my pocket. I never got a dime from anyone else. And it would cost me between $1,500 and 2000 to put that on every year. Mm. And the, the connections of other people uh, like Catherine Roberts yes. and Randy Haynes, who came with, with, with funds from CAO to make sure that the girls had backpacks and they would help with uh, providing lunches and, and all of that. But I would always bring in a speaker from somewhere else, you know, to try to impart into the young girls that there, there can be an a game, there can be a vision for yourself, and you can see yourself somewhere, but if you plan for it, then you can get there. So um, that was the reason why I was so... Passionate about making sure that I continue to do this in Buffalo, just because I'm, I'm aware that I'm a loyal person, and if someone ever does anything for me, they're good in my book for life.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that. And so, because you're good in my book for life, <laughs> right? Because you 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 you've done a lot for me just by you being yourself, and like you said. Buffalo was a city that made you a woman, and me being a young lady who had dreams and goals of being on the other side of the box that I listened to, you know, you were one of those voices and you played an intricate part because at that time I started interning at the station. And I have an old picture of me and you. I kind of like my Sean John Valor. Um, And we're at like crucial community center. I think we have brought like Bow Wow or somebody. And, you know, you were, you remember that, right? (laughs) And so, you know, we're there and like, I would just idolize the women and I would watch you guys and move. And, you know, you were, you were a teacher before you knew you were a teacher. Um, And, and for me, I'm so grateful for that. So when I sit here and I think about, you know, we're, we're, we're having this conversation, you're dropping so many Jews, you know, when it comes to another girl like myself, like, you who's also have goals and aspirations of being this person to utilize this vehicle um of the mic and having a responsibility to service the listener you know what would be your three g codes to success um that you would say that one should make sure they hone and own when coming to be a personality and even just in life in general don't attach
1: yourself to to this industry <laughs> yes don't put your personality and who you are your sense of value your sense of worth around this industry you have got to be a fully formed and whole individual before you can think that you're going to be spreading yourself because it's always more than you bargain for you think that you have an understanding of what it is that you want to be a part of and you really have no idea this is the kind of thing, and I've told people this in the past, radio is like a bad relationship or an abusive relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. When
1: things are good, he's buying you, you know, Louis Vuitton, he's taking you on trips to Italy, you want on a jet, but then when it's bad, it's like punching you in your face in front of your mother. <laughs> That's what it's like. Right. It's either highs beyond belief or lows beyond belief. So... You have to take it for what it's worth. And if someone changes their mind about you, don't lose yourself in this. Second of all, we have a responsibility to the people that we serve. Because the industry has gotten so much smaller, because these radio companies are not investing in personalities and they're not working on developing the next generation. So when you listen to the radio, you're really not even getting anything. People are relying on shout outs and reading liners. And there's nothing wrong with doing shout outs and there's nothing wrong with being a liner, but you've got to have something else there. This is how our morning show has become so important because we know what's going on in the city. I know when something is going on and I'm going to reach out to that person and bring them on the radio. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to let them hash that out for the community. So if you're not bringing anything to the table, you may want to rethink this. Maybe this is not for you because these are going to be the ones that are going to be left in this industry. Is the people who are able to connect and people who are going to be able to move the needle. Yes. Because now they've moved it to just reading Lina's front selling and back selling songs and keeping it moving because they have invested in us as personalities. Right. So we've got to get better and figure out how to become what's missing in this industry right mm. now. And that's relevant, and that's powerful, and and that's someone who is in touch with what's going on in your city. Like, if I can't turn on a, a show in the city and I don't know that I'm in that city, and that person's not talking about the things that's going on in that city, like, what's the purpose? Right. So, and then third, I would tell people to save their money. If you do make it into the industry, save your money because you know you make a lot of money. You know, I made a lot of money doing parties, and like I miss a lot of that party money that I made in Buffalo. Like, I used to party a lot there and it's like, dang, if I had that money, (laughs) I would be all right. I could be, you know, buying some stocks and doing different things. So you can do it over your money so that, you know, it'll work for you later because you just don't know um... When it'll be over. Mm-hmm. You don't know when someone's going to walk in and say, you know what, today's your last day. And I've never flipped over any of the tables at any of the radio stations <laughs> where they've, you know, shown me the door. Right. Because I've always been grateful. I told them, thank you.
2: Right. Thank you.
1: And I've never bad mouthed any radio station and talked junk about them after they did they made a decision i've broken up with people before right you know what i'm saying now i'm a wide-legged hoe because i want to be with you no more but what about the time i was good to you,
0: you right 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 so
1: yeah so i'm you know i'm one of those people who don't blow. you know you should do that like okay it's over right now but everything that i needed i got and if it wasn't supposed to be over god wouldn't let it happen so
0: you know yeah I love it. I love it, Shay. Listen, those added G codes was like an addition to all the G codes you dropped throughout this entire time. And I think my notebook, my pages are now full. And I gotta figure out which the best ones I'm gonna roll with when I'm rolling this out. Now, you know, before I before you go, um, I want you to share with them, you know, how we can follow you, find you, um, social media, the times of your show, you know, is there an app, you know, drop it all so that, you know, these girls that are listening, young men too, or even people who are my age and still need some polishing, because like you said, sometimes we roll into this and there's no guidance. And, you know, I've been blessed with in, with um mentors and having people like you in my life who heck is yet another mentor that I could say I could text you and say hey what are your things what are your thoughts about this and some people i realized even me at 32 I was speaking to this young woman and um, she's like yeah I never had a mentor and I was like dang like that hurt my heart, you know, um, to realize that she never had any kind of guidance. But it also showed the testament to who she is of just working and figuring out. But you know, what would be, you know, what is your um, social media that people can follow you, get to know Shay, you know, and stay connected after this?
1: Cool. I'm on IG, Facebook, Twitter as Hey Shay Moore. H e y s h a y m o o r e. You can uh, listen to my show on. You know, any streaming device, uh, we're on iHeart, we're on APRS.com. You can get it uh, through the App Store. And
2: the
1: name of the show is The Morning Grind with Shea and Shine. I love it. It's on Hot Three Jams in Kansas City. Um, I also do a podcast called People, Places, and Things. You can check that out on all uh, platforms as well. And, um, shoot. I'm just
0: happy to be here. Thank you. Well, Shay, I'm happy that I finally got a chance to get you. Um, I'm like really targeting women that I learned from when it comes to like my podcast. I've been really trying to figure out like how do I I took a hiatus for a moment with my podcast because I didn't want to just be a thing of just talking to people. But I really wanted to always be something to where, you know, who are the people that that inspired me, the people that moved me and, you know that I learned from and that I want to be able to share with those who you know are looking for different aspects avenue and information and needing assistance and help like I did and being able to be like a virtual audio mentor um, and providing such such gems like you did today is you know the goal of what is it I created this podcast for in addition to being able to show the story of um, being able to have a dream to go after it having bumps and bruises along the way but still attack it without uh, releasing and Quitting and being relentless with it. So you are a true testament of being a go-getter and I just really appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it as well. And you know, you've got a, a light in this world and you're blessing and your gift is even bigger than the radio i know that that's something that you really really want but i've been telling you all the
0: time you do you You do you have you (laughs) have
1: you are bigger than that so i see you being the next motivational speaker for your generation because there's no one speaking to girls in their 20s and 30s that's relatable, that's talking to them about believing in yourself and being a go-getter. And you don't need the radio. Even though you can do it, you don't need that to accomplish everything that I think God has gifted you to accomplish. I remember watching you while you were on the stage connecting with the young girls at the back to school event. And I saw it then, I said, she's got something. She has a way to inspire and motivate young people that it takes people years and years and years to attain and you have it naturally you just don't even know that that's what you're doing
0: <laughs> right I, I receive it you have I me you have I me tearing the up book.
1: I need the book <laughs> I need the speaking tour I know you did the tech talk already yeah the book. I me. get that you want to do this radio stuff I get it <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm sorry I messed up your podcast it's, talk it's,
0: it's okay I, I receive know, it now. come let it on let the Lord use you let the Lord use <laughs> you you I receive it. Cut it out if you wanna cut it out. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's all in here. I'm keep it I keep it a hundred with the people. We had a space where you know radio is
1: still important, but what you got is it's
0: bigger than that but i will stop at that it's, it's, i receive it all shay listen i receive it all and and i appreciate your life and uh you know i, I don't know I'm, I'm about to be replaying this back to back again for my own motivational purpose because <laughs> you gave us everything and i appreciate your life thank you so much for getting into the g code shay bye girl <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to the G-Code Podcast, find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio and all places a podcast lives. Also download Adrie V the Go-Getter app on your Google Play and or your iTunes app store for free and always get the G-Code Podcast at your fingertips. Want to catch up on the G-Code Podcast? Well, go to www.adrivthegogetter.com and also subscribe on SoundCloud and YouTube. Remember, you can check a new episode out each and every Wednesday as we get you over the hump with the g G-Code. I was born in the G-Code, embedded in my blood. Matter of fact, you just triggered a level orange G-Code security threat. That's the
2: G-Code.